it could mean a turning point, a new beginning. It means something new, not the old things. The Bible says, if therefore, therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. What did he say? Behold, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When we talk about rebirth, we are not looking at what you used to be, what has been before. We are talking about something fresh, something new. Rebirth could mean recreation, something that has been regenerated or refreshed. You are not the creation that existed from birth. God has done something different in your life. Rebirth means you are not of this world. It means you are a stranger and a pilgrim, according to 1 Peter 2.11. When we talk about rebirth, it means you now have a new focus, a new goal, a new identity. When we looked at 1 John 1.7, the Bible tells us that old records are forgotten. Past sin have been forgiven, according to Jeremiah 50 verse 20. But this morning, we want to read from the Bible so that we can understand what we are talking about. If you came to church with your Bible, please turn with me to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. John chapter 11. How many of us are there? Okay, we'll read verse from verse 1. I will just read a few so that you can understand. It says, Now a certain man was sick. And I've always told you, when the Bible says a certain man, it means that fellow is well known. A certain man was sick, and his name was Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment, alabaster, and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Did you see the way the Bible, he went back to tell us what that woman had done. There are many people seated here that on that day when you shall appear, God will take you back and say, this is what you did for me. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, now this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then, after that, said he to his disciple, let us go into Judea again. I'm going to stop there because of time. Rebirth can either be physical or it can be spiritual. 
When rebirth is spiritual, it opens the door into the spiritual realm for you. It helps you to access God. When it is physical, it helps to remove obstacles that are hindering your lifting, that are making it impossible for you to be the person God has ordained for you. And whether we like it or not, there are times that we want to move from point A physically. We'll find it very difficult. If you ask the people that are old today, they will tell you there was a time they could run, they could play soccer, isn't it? But ask them now when they are age 80, say, Papa, play. Even you that you are not 80, your little child is asking you, come and do some jump up, jump down. What do you do? I went for a program and the pastor was competing with the youth. They were going down, they were coming down. I told the wife, I said, tell your husband, it is not uh, the same age he used to be. He said, me too, I've told him, oh, this one is competing with these children. Now, what we are saying is this, brethren, that there is physical and there is what? Spiritual. But today, because on Wednesday, we dealt adequately with the spiritual. Whether you like it or not, it is not your membership of a church that qualifies you for heaven. And we must make this very clear. You may not be a member of this church, but my concern is that please be a member of the kingdom of heaven. Because heaven is real. Hell is real. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Something must be new in your life. You can, it can never be business as usual. For you to make heaven. Look at what Jesus Christ said. Maybe we didn't read that portion. This, there was a time a man called Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and asked him what he needed to do. He said, you're a man come from God. All these things you are doing, no other person can do it except God. And Jesus did not mean what? He said, you, I thank you for the accolade. But the most important thing is that what? You must be what? And he said, if you read that sentence, you find that he said it twice. He said, marvelous, marvel not that I tell you, you must be what? Brethren, it is not the car park allocation you are giving to in a church or the sticker. It's none of those things that takes you into the presence of God. There is a need for you and for me to have a rebirth. It is this rebirth that takes you to God. And whether you like it or not, there is the physical life and there is what? The spiritual life. And it is the spiritual that governs what? The physical Many at times we think it is what we are doing in the physical that will amount to the spiritual. No. It is the spiritual that commands what? The physical. My prayer for you is that you will get to that point where you will turn to God and God will do great and mighty things in your life in Jesus' name. The Bible says there is no other name under heaven that we have been given to that we may be what? that may be saved. It is that only name Jesus. And my prayer is that you will accept him into your life in Jesus' name. But let's quickly look at the story of this man called Lazarus. 
How was it that a rebirth occurred in his life? Now, Lazarus was already dead. For how many days? Not three days. Four days. When Jesus arrived. He had been dead long enough for his body to do what? To decay. Now, let me tell you. For a rebirth to occur, decay and death must first of all set in. If decay and death does not set in, there will never be what? A rebirth. I've always told people, for resurrection to take place, there must be first be what? Death of the testator. So, what we are saying in essence is that whether we like it or not, God wants us to come out of whatever situation we find ourselves. Death has no power on Jesus Christ. So, when he came, he raised, Jesus, he raised Lazarus from the dead. And he said, Lazarus, do what? Comfort. Somebody once said that if he had, did not mention Lazarus, and he just said comfort, probably all those that were dead, they were all just, and people begin to wonder, is this another world? But he was very specific. May I let you know that God knows your name as well. God will not miss your name for any other person. And I want you to know that. Whatever situation you find yourself today, God knows. Oh, some people say, but if God cares, why all this is because of rebirth. He wants to put you into that position where you will think of no other person but who? But him. Because when you are created, you are created only for who? For God. Oh, somebody said it's for your wife or for your husband. No. You are created not even for your children. I see some of us the way we do uh, these children. You know, they took everything in our life and said, you think you are doing the right thing. No. Because the time is come when these children will do what? They will go and then you have what? Empty what? Uh, when you have empty, you can ask some people who are looking at me now. They have what? Emptiness. They are not your property. May I let you know. Children are not your what? The Bible says they are what? heritage of who? Of God. They belong to God. And all God is asking you to do is be a care uh, but don't allow them to take the relationship between you and what? Because by the time they are gone, you'll be left with nothing. Because some of us, we are preoccupied and occupied and do everything our life but those. I'm not saying it's wrong to take care of your children. But when they now become the main thing and they take the place of God, then there is a problem. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, let's leave that. Jesus raised Lazarus from where? From the dead. Now, just about three or four lessons. Number one, I want you to know that no matter the level of the enemy's action against your life, let not your heart be broken. Let not your heart be troubled. There is a rebirth coming. What did I say? There is a rebirth coming. The Bible says, Weeping indeed may endure, but for what? But what comes in the morning? Joy comes. No matter the level of the enemy's action, that's the first thing I'm telling you, in your life, don't let your heart be broken. Because the Bible says that in John chapter 16, John chapter 14, Jesus said something. He said, Believe in me. Believe also in God. He said, for in my father's house, there are men. He said, let not your heart 
be troubled. No matter what the enemy is doing, what did I say again? Don't let him do anything that will take away your joy and he will not be able to take away your joy in Jesus' name. You know, when you look at the story very well, you find that Mary and Martha, especially Mary, they began to do what? They weep. They cried. They became so disturbed. In fact, they will go, they will come, they will go, they will come. And eventually, he got to a point, he felt that, look, this Jesus doesn't even care. I know there are some of us who are seated here who feel that I don't think God is, you know, is interested in what I'm going through. No, God is very much what? Interested. And you will see as we go on in this. So the second thing you want to note is that when God is about to do something great, he starts with a difficulty. Anytime God wants to do something big in your life, he starts with what? He brings a mountain. That when people look at it, they say, no, this has never happened before. What you are going through, it has never what? But it's a lie. When time God is about to do something great, he brings what? A difficulty. When he is about to do something truly magnificent, he starts with what? An impossibility. Are you facing difficulty today? Are you overwhelmed with the challenges of life? Are you confronted with the streams of impossibilities? Now, look unto God. Take courage because God is setting you up for a testimony. There is a rebirth coming. Why? Because God said it in his word. Look at, if you have your Bible, Jeremiah 31, 16. Can we read it together? Jeremiah 31, 16. What does it say? Jeremiah 31, 16. Can somebody read it? If you have your Bible. Can we read it together? He said, refrain and I for turn to your neighbor say your work will be rewarded your work will be rewarded your work will be rewarded let me tell you the truth God sees your sorrow he sees your disappointment God sees your silence the tension that goes on in your heart God sees what has been taken forcefully away from you that is causing that sorrow and problem. I mean, if anybody were there to tell Mary and Martha that the one that they love, that Jesus loved, is dead, and Jesus will not come when it matters most. They called him, and as we read, the Bible says he delayed for how many days more? Two more days. This is an emergency. Can you imagine you getting to the ER? And they said, okay, the doctor on duty is on what? Vacation. And will be coming when? On, in three days. Would you please just wait until he comes? What will you think? Said, you will scream and say, what kind of organization is this? In fact, if you have a hotline to Trump, you will want to report, isn't it? But this was exactly what happened. But let me tell you again, Anytime God is about to do something great, he starts with what? A difficulty. So that difficulty in your life, don't think, don't waste it. Don't think it will overwhelm you. No. It's just a way for God to do what? To bring a shift. Because when we talk about rebirth, we are talking about moving from one point 
to another. Changing your what? Your level. People who now later saw this man called Lazarus, what would you think? They said, a guy who went, you know my name is what? What is my name? Ah, Tekobo. Somebody who went and came back from, so I don't know what they will call Lazarus. <laughs> what would they call Lazarus? Eh? Somebody who came from, from heaven. Torubo, thank you. <laughs> but when, he, when this problem was there, nobody ever thought he would go and come back. Many people never thought that you would be able to come through. God will come through for you today in Jesus' name. I say he will come through for you in Jesus' name. So John 11 described one of the greatest hopeless cases in the Bible. Anyone looking at the story will truly conclude that that guy was dead and dead and dead and there was no hope because Lazarus had several problems. He had what? Number one, the problem of disease. He has problem of what? Is that not what the Bible says? He said he was sick. If you have, if you are sick, it means the doctors and the, they will tell you is a symptom of what? Bacteria and some other things that are working in your body, isn't it? But this sickness now, instead of him getting healed, what happened? He died in his sickness. I don't know what problem you have. Yours may not be that you are sick. Yours may be that you don't have money in your pocket. But this guy has what? The problem of what? Disease, sickness. That was what John 11, 1, 3 tells us. That he was weak, he was diseased, and totally lacking in strength. Number two, we saw that this man had the problem of delay. He had a problem of what? I don't know what is have been delayed in your life. Jesus Christ was not there to help him when it matters most. And many of us today, we are still disappointed that, God, where are you when it hurts? Where were you when that guy abandoned me? Where were you when that lady just told me, look, I'm no longer doing? For some who have, are going through the process of divorce, they said, what have I done to end this? There are so many things that goes on in your heart. But the issue is that you feel that there was what? Delay. But let me tell you, delay is not denial. Because by now we can now see that this man, even though he experienced delay, but that delay became what? A testimony. And I want you to know, true, that whatever delay you are going through now, it will be converted into your testimony in Jesus' name. Oh, you don't believe me. I say it will be converted into testimony in Jesus' name. Mary and family were forced to wash his body, prepare him for burial. And they did everything. And the situation looked so desperate. Answers to their prayers were not forthcoming. But one way or the other, God did what? He came through. Remember, God is able to see what sisters and disciples could not see in your life. And I want you to note this. People see you as a man, a woman, who is going through a period of what? A delay. Oh, the child is not forthcoming. Oh, the marriage does not click. Oh, this is not, the job didn't come through. That is what people see. Is that not true? 
But do you know that what God sees is God sees it beyond those things. What God sees is that you got, you got married. What God saw ahead of you was that that problem disappeared. What God is seeing is that the money that you are looking for suddenly comes into your pocket. That is what God sees. But if you are told Mary and all those people that this is what will happen, they won't be because as at that time, they were consumed with what? The issue on ground. May I tell you, don't be consumed with your delay. Because your delay will be turned into what? It will be turned into what? It will be turned into what? If you are that person, shout a big hallelujah. Psalm 62 verse 8. Let's look at what the Bible says. Because God knew what was on the other side of your pain. He knew what is on the other side of your delay. Can we read it together? He said, trust in him at war. Ye people, pour out your... God is what? God will be a refuge for you this month in Jesus' name. He will be a refuge for you in Jesus' name. He will be a refuge for you in Jesus' name. You see, Jesus sees all your grief. Jesus cares because 1 Peter 5, 7 tells us that. Jesus feels the pain of those in love. Hebrews chapter 4, 15 to 16 tells us that. You don't have to carry your burden alone. Even though this man had the problem of what? Disease. He had the problem of what? Delay. But God did what? He came through. God is going to come through for you. Now, think about it. If God could speak and the word appeared, then he can take care of you. He can take care of that hopeless situation. If he spoke and trillions of stars, how many of us can count stars? No, you can't. Just appeared, then God can take care of you. If he spoke and water thin with fish, the heavens filled with birds, and the earth covered with animals, because it was just one word, and I want you to understand this. If that happened with God, what is that situation in your life? If he can breathe into a pile of dust, because human beings, you and I, we are what? We are dust. And that's why he breathed into it. The fact that you are here is because the breath of God is still in you. Once it withdraws, what happens? What is always the place of abode of people who do not have the breath of God? Where do they put them? Oh, they don't stay long in mortuary. They go to the burial ground. Each time I drive and I look to my right, I look to my left, I see some of these things. I said, these people were once what? They were once alive. And that's why you cannot but be thankful to God anywhere you find yourself. So, if God could breathe the breath of life into a mere dust, and that dust became somebody like me, and I can talk. Of all animals, you know it's only human beings that can do what I'm doing now. Every other one. Even those who have dog as their best friend. Some have snakes as their best friend. All the, or whatever animal, all they do is, they wag their tail, they do their head like, they don't talk. But if God could do that, what is that problem? What is that issue? If he can open the eyes of the blind, if he can fill the multitude with five loaves of bread and two fishes, if he can speak and bring the dead to life, just like we have seen in the case of Lazarus, what is that issue? And I'm going to close with this. 
Jesus walks into hopeless situations and he brings hope into it. That is what we call rebirth. I don't know whatever hopeless situation people have tagged in your life. But you allow Christ to walk into it and what will come out of it will be what? Testimony. I want us to please be upstanding. You want to talk to God this morning. Lord, what is that thing in my life? What is that thing in my life that people have tagged delay? People have tagged disease. People have tagged and given it all form of names. I want you to talk to your father. He's your father. He's who? He's your father. Why don't you talk to him? Talk to him today. Say, Lord, I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Jesus must be honored. Must be honored. Must be honored. Jesus must be honored in my life. Lazarus never knew that it was to the glory of God and to the honor of God that he went through that stuff. You may not know what you are going through now. It will be to the, to the glory of God and to the shame of the devil. You are going to take that song again and you are going to talk to God. Father, you must be honored in this matter. You must be honored in this situation. You must be honored in these circumstances of my life. Christ must be honored. Must be honored. Must be honored. Jesus must be honored in my life. Open your Bible to Jeremiah 30 verse 19 so that you will know what to, that that song is for you. Jeremiah 30 verse 19. What did he say? He said, out of them. Can we read it together? Out of them shall proceed what? When the Bible says out of them, it means, the Bible says, many are the afflictions of who? But God does what? From what? From some? From some? All of them. But look at it, it said, for out of them shall proceed what? Thanksgiving. You see, that is why we are here today. For some of us, we are thanking God for what he has already done. Later, they will ask people, come and give testimony, isn't it? But there are some of us, we are thanking him for what he has not even done. Because we know and we believe that out of them shall proceed what? Thanksgiving. And the voice of them that does what? Can you imagine Mary and everybody that were surrounding them that have been weeping and crying and crying and crying and crying? Little did they know that what they are weeping and crying for was going to amount to what? Merry making and rejoicing. Is that not true? Now, the Bible says, and I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them. Look, anything that is happening to you today the essence is for the glory of who? God. Jesus must be honored. Must be honored. Must be honored. Savior must be honored. In my life. Every day. Hallelujah. Jesus must.
Lazarus had disease. He had sickness. Lazarus had limitations. Lazarus had delays. Lazarus had so much going wrong for him. But Lord, you came through. I pray for your people today that out of whatever they may be passing through shall come for testimonies in Jesus' name. Father, you will make them an object of testimony in the name of Jesus. Heavens will visit you this month. Heavens will visit you powerfully that your testimony will be open to everyone in the name of Jesus. The Almighty God will fence you and your family with testimony this month in the name of Jesus. Publicly, you will have a dance of testimony. God will anoint your stars for testimony in the name of Jesus. Your life, your work, your family will reject backward motion in the name of Jesus. Jesus. 